In today's show, we're talking Orlando Magic. From a fantasy perspective for the upcoming season, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We're here to talk Orlando Magic, a team that's pretty interesting in terms of where the hell the minutes are going to go, the production's going to go. Very, very different team to the way that they looked at the beginning of last season. We're going to talk to uh, Locked On Magic host in the next show after this today, so I'll be ready for uh, for that one to come out. But let's look at what this team looks like from a fantasy perspective. It's a pretty shitty schedule that they have. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Um, not ideal. They have 45 quality games, which is the absolute lowest in the league. And someone asked me, Josh, what's a quality game? And here's here's what it is. And this is a setting you can put up on Basketball Monster to figure this out. Our default on Basketball Monster is five. I set it to nine. Just, just remember that number. What it is, a quality game is a game that the team plays when it is a low volume day. If you have a guy that is playing on days where there are 11 games on, 10 games on, 12 games on, that means the likelihood that there's with, you know, say there's 11 games on, 22 NBA teams are playing. That means the likelihood of you having 10 active guys or 11 guys with games going that day is pretty high. So if you add someone off the waiver wire on one of those busy days, you can't actually put them into your active lineup. On days where there are nine or fewer games, the vast, vast majority of times, anyone you add off the waiver wire on that day, you will actually have an active roster spot available. You might have eight guys going and you've got two open spots. You've got nine guys going. You've got two open spots. So a quality game is a game that is played on a day with nine or, in my, for, for my definition, on nine, with nine or fewer games on that day, meaning that the you know, 99% of the time you add someone off the wire that day, you actually have an active roster spot available for them. So if you are the Magic and you only have 45 quality games, that means the remainder of your schedule, the other 37 NBA games, are played on days where there are 10, 11, 12, 13 games on. So if you are adding an RJ Hampton or Cole Anthony, or maybe it's Markel Fultz or whatever, if you've got, got those guys at the back end of your roster for 37 of their games during the season, that means they are going to be probably just sitting on your bench. Whereas if they played... The Warriors, I think, have 61 quality games. You add James Wiseman, Jordan Poole. Only 21 of their games comes on high volume day, so you can use them a lot more. That is what that means. The Magic, not only do they have the league low in terms of quality games, they have a league high in terms of back-to-backs, which is bad news for Jonathan Isaac and for Markel Fultz, both coming back from torn ACL injuries. Isaac's more devastating than Fultz's, but it's still bad news especially for the back-to-backs early. For a team that has those guys coming back off bad injuries that are not looking to win this year, you don't be surprised. And there's not many of these players, I think, in the NBA, but Clay Thompson's one of them. And I think uh, Isaac is another one, and maybe Fultz. That I think Thompson and Isaac probably sit back-to-backs all season, and Fultz for at least the beginning of the season. And with 15 games, that has a massive impact on Isaac. 
And having that with Fultz plus the low-quality games makes it harder for him too. In the de- default Yahoo playoffs, it's shithouse as well. Only 10 games. 3-3-4 three, three, schedule for the Magic. In my playoffs, it's 10 games as well, but that's a little bit better because there is the, the highest a team has is only 11 in that three-week period ending March the 20th. They got a 3-4-3 three, three schedule there. So overall, the Magic, just absolutely the worst fantasy schedule that uh, that any team has. I don't, I don't think there's... I don't think there is or there should be much debate about that. An absolutely shitful fantasy schedule for those Orlando Magic. Let's look at... Um, some pressure points. What can impact projections? Well, it is going to be what the hell happens with Jonathan Isaac. He hurt his knee in August. We hope that he's ready to go opening night, but there's no guarantee that we'll get some clarification from Phil in the next show. He, he could be ready to go. He might not be. What will they do? Will they bring him in and play him 25 minutes a night for two months, sit him back to backs all season? Or will they just say, play your 29 and let's go straight away? I think it's probably more the former than the latter. And I love Isaac. I think he's one of the best fantasy players and a real, if he wasn't for the two consecutive knee injuries, a real breakout superstar type player. I'm probably easing back on that a little bit now just because of the knee injuries. Um, and it, look, if, he, if this was a regular season, I'd take him in round three. It's not. It's not for him. It's not a regular season for him. Um, and that makes him really, really yeah, tough. And I wouldn't want to be you know, spending on John Isaac all that early. Now, we're going to get to sleepers later on. And his name's going to come up. But be really careful. To me, he's like around 100. That sort of area you want to draft him, where if it doesn't work out, you move on. If it does, it blows through the roof. Like he's top 40. And that's the real interesting thing. The center rotation. I fully believe Wendell Carter Jr. is the best center on this team. But it doesn't matter if I believe it. It matters if Jamal Mosley believes it. If he thinks that Mo Bumba should play 24 minutes a night and Carter plays 24. Because if they play the same minutes, Bumba is by far the better fantasy option. I think that Wendell will get 26 to 28 and Bumble will get 20 to 22. Mosley could also go the other direction and go, Bumble, mate, you are just, you've got no idea. 15 minutes and Carter plays 30. And then we get other blokes in there. Isaac plays center, which I'd love to see. Um, so that impacts things. Because again, if we hear that Bumble is the starting center, then shit, then he's top 70. Or if he plays 15 minutes a night, he's undraftable. And then Carter plays 30 minutes. He's a top 100 guy. It, it is a real pressure point. Not to mention the guards and how Jamal Mosley views the point guards. Cole Anthony started last year. He thought he did pretty well. But to me, he's third in line behind a healthy Markel Fultz and Jalen Suggs. Can he play off ball? Yeah, probably a little bit. But Mosley might not have that view. Mosley might think, well, him and Suggs are our starting backcourt. And this is what it's going to be moving forward. Fultz, whatever we get from him is a bonus. I think ideally they, they, they should on this team be looking at Suggs and Hampton as the backcourt of the future. But it doesn't really matter what I think. And Cole Anthony, if he is in line for a large role, which I think he will be at least early in the season while Fultz comes back, there is some short-term value. But yeah, Mosley's view might be very different on that. He might just see Anthony as that as that foundational guard along with Ter- uh, Terrell Suggs, Jesus Christ, Jalen Suggs in that backcourt. So there are a ton of questions with this team and uh, and how everything is going to go down. Look, we, we just don't know. But if you have confusion around your TV. Look, this might sound familiar. You've got one one thing, one login for live sports. You've got another that you watch your favorite shows. You watch highlights on your phone. Then you've got your mate's login for the other stuff that you need to watch. Maybe like a certain zombie show that was on last night, which is pretty bloody good. 
There is a solution to all of this hassle and clutter, and that is Direct TV Stream. And it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required and content varies by package. All right, let's talk about breakout candidates. Um, One, two, three, four, five. I don't think that Mo Bamba has been good at all in his NBA career. I think he's been an absolute bust of a pick at number six. Undeniably, when he plays, there are good fantasy numbers. There is an opportunity here under a new coach heading into his fourth season for something to happen for Bumba. I am not banking on it, but it is a breakout candidate. Because if they see it and they say, well, we want you to play these big minutes, then if you came back at the end of the season and said Bumba ended up as a top 50 fantasy player, I'd go, oh, shit, he must have started and played 28 minutes a night. It's not outrageous. So that, that's a real interesting scenario for me to see what they do with that center position. And Bumber is, is right right smack bang at the top of that list as to guys that I want to see how they prioritize that rotation in, in preseason especially. I think Chumura Kiki is also another one. Missed his rookie season with a torn ACL. Started the back end of last season after Aaron Gordon and the chief Alfaruka Minu were moved on from. And I thought he did all right. I don't think he's a guy that's going to handle big usage. Efficiency is probably going to remain an issue. I like how he does defensively. I think, the, again, the role at the end of last season for Akiki is probably not what he's going to be able to do moving forward. But there's a real chance here that he can establish himself as a starting three slash four, whatever it is, next to Isaac. It's also a chance he just comes off the bench and they go with Gary Harris or they go with Franz Wagner in that position. Um, but Akiki's an interesting guy at the last, the, the back end of a draft, same as Bumba. I, I like them in, say, round 11, round 12 for fantasy drafts probably more for category leagues and points leagues, um, especially for Akiki, who's not really a good points league guy. But interesting in those rounds, and then see what happens. Because they're both clearly got top 100 upside. It's just a matter of whether it uh, whether it gets there or not. And that's always the, the concern in fantasy, isn't it? Let us move on to fantasy sleepers. And let's start with the aforementioned John Isaac. Now, I don't know when you're watching this, if you're watching this today, September the 9th, John Isaac is ranked 285th on Yahoo. He is has an ADP of 133 on Fantrax. His ESPN rank is 104, which I think is about right, given the concerns about injury and games played. I think that's about right. 285 is legitimate insanity. Right? There is no, no rationale at all. Now, his ADP on Yahoo is 130, so people are realizing this. I think 130 is probably still a little bit too late, but you're going to have to scroll down that list to find Isaac. Scroll down, put him in your queue, look at him in that 95 to 120 type range. I think that is absolutely fair for him and understanding that if he does play 29 minutes a night, he'll smash the shit out of that. If he gets to 70 games, which I think is highly doubtful, he will smash that. But I don't know that he will. Terrence Ross is an interesting one. I think it's. I think you have to think that he is going to get traded this season. But I also look at Terrence Ross right, and go, last year he played 29 minutes a night. He was 120th, 127th ranked player. 
He's going to have to take shots. Aaron Gordon is gone. Nikola Vucevic is gone. Ivan Fournier is gone. The diseased scrotum. The rotting scrotum. Ivan Fournier. Um, he's going to have to take shots. There is a risk that they deprioritize Ross, and he is moved on. But 208 on Yahoo, 217 fan tracks, 214. My guys, what are you doing? I have no problem taking Terry Ross with a last pick or even a last pick in a 14th round. Pick 217. You're talking about 18 team leagues. No, 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 no. Terrence Ross is better than that. The upside is low for sure, but he's better than that. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, Franz Wagner. Just another one to mention. He's ranked 661st on Yahoo. I do believe he comes off the bench, but he could start. I think you're looking at him as a 20-team league, 18-league guy. The, the fact that he's at 661, though, um, look, he's, uh, his ADP on Yahoo's 130. That's nonsense. Like, we're not doing that. But 661 means you've got to scroll down and you've got to go find him. I think Markel Fultz is interesting. He's 201 on fan tracks. Now, on Yahoo, he's at 165, probably about right. 112 on ESPN, probably too high for a guy that's probably not, not going to start the season. But at 201 on fan tracks, a little bit of value there. Bumba, I've already talked about. He's at 186 on ESPN and 193 on Fantrax. That's ridiculous. You take him in you know, round 120, 130 in that last round, second last round type area and see what you get. Bumba is at 148 on, on Yahoo. Totally fine. Absolutely the right spot. Yeah, you grab him there, you, you see what happens. But those other, those other rankings put him way out of 12-team league discussions, which is bullshit. Wendell Carter Jr. is at 150 on ESPN. And, and much like Bumba, like he's at 112 on Yahoo and 106 on Fantrax. That's probably a little bit high considering my unknowns. But I do think that Carter at 150, which ESPN standard is 10 teams. It's 130 players rostered. They've got him out of standard league consideration and like back end 12 team league. I think he's better than that. So there is a bit of value there for Carter. And then uh, RJ Hampton. It's crowded. Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, Markel Fultz, Gary Harris is still there. Terrence Ross is still around, although I don't think Harris and Ross should be planning on long-term them being there. Hampton showed some flashes last year, but there is a real chance that he's the fourth guard in the pecking order behind Anthony Suggs and Fultz this season. Still, he's at 389 on Yahoo and unranked on ESPN and Fantrax. I'm not saying that we look at him as a 12-team league player, RJ. 18-teamers? Sure. Absolutely. 20-teamers? No worries. And a 389 ranking would suggest that uh, you don't consider him in those leagues. And that would be false. Let's look at some busts. Not many here. Um, and that, that's what happens when you have a team like uh, the Magic where yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty or unknown players that you don't get many players ranked too high. I think Jalen Suggs at 76 is a bit too high. Now, he could very easily get to that number. Yahoo's got him at 113. There's a bit of value in that. 102 on Fantrax, probably about the right spot. 76 at ESPN, you are taking him almost at best case scenario and you are drafting him hoping that he's the 76th best player when it comes to March and fantasy playoffs. I just wouldn't take him at 76. I like what he can do. But again, they've got Fultz and Harris and Anthony and Hampton and Carter Williams eventually is going to come back. Not that he's going to have any. Each one more they just signed today. Not that, again, they're going to have impacts, but they're around. I like Suggs. I think he's their best prospect by far. But 76 is too high. And then Wagner at 139. Fantrax got him at 139. No reason to draft him. I said his Yahoo rank is 661. Um, with Akiki and Isaac around. Ross still there. Harris there. I just don't think that Wagner is going to be 
worth that fly. There are plenty of other last round or second last round flyers that we can take that have at least a, a likelihood of beating that number. And I don't really think that France has that uh, likelihood, unfortunately. But the likelihood of me eating a Bilt Bar today is 100% because they are the best tasting protein bars ever. New flavors coming out all the time. But there's also the stock standard ones, mint brownie, raspberry, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, my favorite cookies and cream, coconuts in there as well. And if you don't know what your favorite flavor is, just grab a mixed box, nine flavors, two of each in an 18 bar box. But not only are these delicious, they're a, they're a great tasting treat. They're also healthy, 17 to 18 grams of protein, four to five grams of sugar, four to five grams of net carbs and 130 to 180 calories only per bar. So go to built.com. Find the flavor that you want or get that mix box or get multiple boxes. Do whatever you want because you can save 15% off by using the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 at built.com. So built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and save 15%. Guys, football season, it, it is upon us. We are one day away from the pre, uh, not the preseason, from the regular season opening. And the best place to place your college football and pro football bets is at Bet Online. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest two hundred thousand dollar NFL survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your bet gets refunded up to $25 for new customers who sign up using the promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, from football to basketball, boxing, or even your favorite Vegas casino games. So... Don't wait. Take advantage of all of the great offers they've got for the 2021 season. Bet online are your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's have a look at some deep league flyer types. I talked about Akiki already. I think he's he's more of a last pick in standard league than a deep league flyer player. Um, Mo Bumba, again, that last pick in standard leagues we talked about already. Markel Fultz, we don't know the injury status, but he should be back November, December would be my guess. Um, I'll happily look at him in this, like a 14-team league, maybe even a back end of a 12-teamer. And then RJ Hampton, who really flashed for this team last season. We've talked about him a little bit with the rankings. Uh, like him in like a 16-teamer. There is a bit of um, competition for him to get the minutes that he would need to be as useful as we would hope, but he's not someone to completely discount for this upcoming season, given how we play. And again, an easy argument could be made that Suggs and Hampton are their backcourt of the future. I could easily make that argument. You could throw Fultz in there. You could throw Anthony. Actually, that's a good question. If you are watching this video, in the comments, who do you think are the two guys that the Magic should be planning on for their backcourt of the future? I think it's Suggs and Hampton. Tell me what you think. Tell me who you think uh, should be in that uh, on that list. Let's have a look at the uh, at the rest of these guys. Nice, Gary. Yes, Gary Harris is indeed on this team. Big Gaz. I don't know what they're going to do with him. They started him quite a bit last year. Look, his shot has completely lost. He's he's lost his shot completely. It's gone. Um, I, I don't think he's got any business being drafted in 12, 14, 16 team leagues. They would be better prioritizing Cole and RJ and Fultz and Suggs. But Harris could also play minutes at the three. I think he gets 20 or so a night. Maybe he plays 29 a night. I don't think he's someone we need to pay attention to. Robin Lopez should be the break glass in case of emergency center behind Bumber and Carter. They also have um, uh, Flaming Mo Wagner there. 
as a as another center option. So um, yeah, I don't think we're going to see much of Lopez. Michael Carter Williams is sort of a a guy that doesn't play a ton of point guard anymore. But plays more of the two three, but he is injured with a foot injury to start the season. We don't really know when he's going to return, and I'm assuming that they signed Etwan Moore today because of the Carter Williams injury. Um, again with Suggs, Fultz, Anthony, Hampton, Harris, we're not going to see. We saw Carter Williams have a bit of a stretch last year when a bunch of guys were hurt. Anthony and Fultz were both out, but there's a lot more reinforcements there this year, so I don't think we need to look at Carter Williams too much. And then Iggy Brisdakis is on a two-way. I think that he looked all right at times last season, but there is Akiki, Isaac, and Wagner all ahead of him. But he's a name, at least in deeper dynasty leagues. I think there is a little bit of something there for uh, for Iggy Brisdakis as a, as, as a long-term, I guess, rotation player. I'm not... A lot of two-way guys, I go, yeah, look, no hope. Look, Anthony Lamb in Houston, like, forget about it. Like, I've got no interest in you as an NBA player. Sorry, Anthony, and your family, if you are listening. But Brezdakis, I think there is something there for him. I think he can develop at least into, like, a 10th man, maybe, like, yeah, a Dean Wade in Cleveland sort of a contributor. I think that that's what Brezdakis can get to. That'll do it for today's show. I'll be back later on with Phil from Locked On Magic, and we're going to talk more from a local perspective. He has some different thoughts on this rotation. I know that in advance, a little bit of a spoiler there, so we'll talk about that later on today. But follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app while on YouTube. Thumb me up the middle, flick my bell, subscribe, share, comment, all of that stuff. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.